0: On everybody, it's another Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer, a little U two from the Octung Baby album. Here it is. You,
1: you the the
0: Until the end of the world from the Octung uh, Baby album came out back in uh, nineteen ninety one, and an album that I really didn't like when it came out. Um, I was not a fan of it. I thought Mysterious Ways was a little too. Eh, and one was a little too sappy, Uh, but then um, saw the video for um, Even Better Than The Real Thing, and that kind of blew me away. I loved that video. Um, And then, you know, didn't really listen to the album that much, but then started listening to it much later in the 2000s, and I realized what a great album this is from beginning to end. Um, And there's a great documentary. It was on Showtime. Uh, You could probably get it somewhere. It came out a long time ago. It's about um, U2 and what they did after Joshua Tree and the... Makings of Octom Baby, and it's an interesting story about how the band almost didn't make the album. They went to Germany to make the album, hence Octom Baby, um, and how they almost broke up after um, Joshua Tree and then Rattle and Hum, which did not get, um, you know, a lot of a lot of cri- a lot of critics panned it, didn't like it. So it's interesting. Um, how the whole thing comes together, and it's a great documentary. If you get a chance to see it, you should definitely check it out. Now, coming up in twenty minutes, Vic Sabalo of Vic's Basement Brew is going to join me from Paragon Tap and Table, where we had our first Brewery Strong night of the new year. Brewery Strong and Battle River Brewing releasing a collab next week. It's a rye lager that we're going to talk about. Also, we'll talk about uh, we'll talk with Vic about home brewing because he's a big home brewer, um, and a lot more coming up. Uh, In about 20 minutes from now, we're going to tell you all about Brewery Strong and what we're trying to do with Brewery Strong um, this coming year. In fact, we are trying to raise $10,000 so that we can um, fund scholarships for people who want to continue their education in beer. And I don't just mean drinking. I'm talking about learning how to make beer, um, how to uh, ferment yeast strains, all different types of things. We are trying to help people out who want to continue their beer education, but we want to dive right into it. So, an interesting story that I found on AmericanCraftBeer.com uh, researchers at Los Alamos National Laboratory are uh, taking a break from advancing nuclear bombs, come on, and are now studying. The use of ultrasound technology for filtering beer. Listen to this. Beer filtration removes impurities and microorganisms from the beer that affect the brew's taste and quality. Now, most people know that. During the brewing process, sediments accumulate, and if these sediments are not removed, the beer becomes cloudy and its taste will become affected. Now, ancient filtration techniques included the use of straw mats, cloth, or straws, and frequently left some sediment in the drink, which is when you see sediment at the bottom of a beer and they tell you to shake it up. Modern filtration, which was introduced at the end of the 19th century, uses mechanical processes that can remove all sediment, including yeast, from the beer. Similarly, conceptually to those filters you use in your furnace, beer is now primarily filtered by funneling the brew through layers of filter materials, sort of like when you're making coffee coffee grinds in a, in a drip pot. Some brewers prefer to use uh, centrifugal techniques. Which leverages the power of the centrifugal force to separate unwanted particles from the beer. But now researchers at the Los Alamos National Lab are exploring whether the use of ultrasound technology might prove a more effective approach than using straightforward filters or centrifugal force. As James Coons, a chemical engineer at Los Alamos National Laboratory, reported in the Santa Fe, New Mexican, membrane free ultrasound approach, a process called ultrasep has many advantages over traditional filtration. It is safer than using high speed centrifuges, certainly quite. And produces much less waste than the filtering process. UltraSep can easily adjust the degree of particle separation to match the beer style. Hazy IPAs, of course, need to stay hazy. Hefeweizens need to retain their characteristic cloudiness. Now, this was funded by the New Mexico Small Business Assistance Program. It's a test session. Five local breweries in New Mexico, twelve varieties of their beers, showed that the UltraSep process effectively removed large particles while leaving smaller particles, which may be desired, behind. Koons added, by removing particles that most threaten the quality and stability of packaged beer, Ultracept hopes to provide brewers with a new tool that simplifies clarification while delivering the taste experience brewers work diligently to achieve. That's pretty cool. So I'm wondering uh, when this can be applied uh, on a larger scale and if this is something that would be available for sale uh, for brewers. We need to follow up on that. That's pretty cool. It's a cool, cool story using science, more science to create beer. Now, in Mexico, which is, happens to be the world's largest beer exporter, many of the big breweries uh, and, and a lot of the breweries in the United States uh, brew their beer in Mexico. Um, the region is now reeling from one of the worst droughts in decades. Dry conditions currently affect 85 percent of the country. Mexico City is seeing the, its worst drought in 30 years the mexican newspaper el pais has reported that roughly 60 large water reservoirs mostly in northern and central mexico were below 25% capacity some residents have been left without running water altogether uh this is a major problem if if rain doesn't hit this area soon or soon enough now i know the west coast was getting hit with storms but that was more california and not so much mexico um this is going to be a problem. Heineken, which has a plant in Baja, California, where they expanded capacity in 2021. Anheuser-Busch has two breweries in northern Mexico. If the droughts continue and brewers are forced to rebuild entirely in new areas, Mexican beer exports will be vastly reduced, a reduction that will be felt around the world. That is a major problem. Um, and I know that people are saying, well, it's a, you know, it's a one-time century-old you know, drought. This is a big problem. Um, And and could become worse. So we will monitor that and let you know what's going on um, when it comes to um, the the drought in Mexico. Um, A lot of stuff to go over uh, in terms of celebrations. Lions row Brewing, February 4th from noon to 10. They're celebrating their second anniversary. They're going to have live music all day, giveaways, special beer releases. Four different music groups will be playing 90-minute sets. That starts at 1 p.m. There's no cover Seating is first come, first serve. It's 21 and older after 5 p.m., so before 5, you can bring your kids. After that, um, they're going to ask you to leave with your, ki- with your children. Uh, indoor and outdoor speakers, uh, or indoor and outdoor seating, excuse me. The outdoor seating does have speakers out there, and it is heated. Uh, music will be inside, but wired to the outside speakers as well, which is really cool. Big Brew, New Jersey, coming up Saturday, March 4th. Our good friend Allison runs this. Uh, event every year. This is a benefit for the Morris Rugby Corporation. Delicious food, great music, vendors, hatchet throwing, and of course, 175 styles of craft beer. There's two sessions. Session one is noon to four. Session two is five thirty to nine thirty. Uh, the music by the Outcrops on the first session from noon to four, and the second session music by Mister Lovejoy. Bigbrewnj.com. Uh, Twenty-one and older, of course. With Picture ID, an event that I will be going to in early February, the Bruzology Beer Fest. It's going to take over the Liberty Science Center in Jersey City. Um, it's uh, fifty. Uh, oh, f- it's over fifty breweries. They say a hundred and fifty beers. Access throughout the museum. It's Saturday. Fi- Ooh, excuse me. I Need mean to burp there. Saturday, February 11th, from 7 to 11 p.m. Tickets are $50 for general admission. That's from 8 to 11. VIP will get you in at 7 o'clock. Those tickets run you $65. Uh, Just head over to Eventbrite. Do a search for Jersey City Bruiseology. Uh, This is apparently a a national um, company that is running these events in various cities. You get unlimited beer samples, inclusive access to the center's exhibits, stage demonstrations, a few fun surprises. It's the boozy hybrid of your middle school field trip. Bolero will be there, Hackensack, Icarus, a lot of Jersey breweries, Muckraker, Beer Maker, Gear Block, Twin Elephant, uh, Wild East from New York, Uh, Source is going to be there, Stone, Evil Twin, Bricks, Carton, Torch and Crown, it's going to be a lot of fun. I know Coastal Brewworks will be there as well. Um, It looks like a great event, and I cannot wait uh, to get there. Our friends at Zigmeister, they are doing their Stout Fest, that's February 18th, they're tapping over 50 varieties of stouts throughout the day, an event you don't want to miss, they're going to be releasing the tap list as the month goes on. When we get the uh, tap list selections, we'll certainly let you know. I do not believe that this is a ticketed event. You just show up, um, and uh, I'm sure it's going to be. I know it's last, last year it was packed. I know the last couple of years that they didn't have it, but in the, in, in the past, they've had a big turnouts for their events. New York City Brewed coming up Saturday, February 25th. The Brewers Guild working on that. It is uh, New York City Beer Week runs Saturday, February 25th through Sunday, March 5th. Um they're also collaborating with other half this year to do a collaboration beer which is great. We still don't know the location. Uh as soon as we know that we will get it to you. Um you definitely want to be there. I am certainly going to be there for the kickoff to New York City Beer Week on Saturday, February 25th. It's going to be somewhere in Brooklyn. So as soon as we know, we will let you know. And then finally, of course, Atlantic City Beer Fest, the announcement of bands comes on February 1st, which is a couple of weeks away and you have until the end of this month to get your beer tickets. 60 bucks here for the beer tax and fees hops trots 5k beer and fun run 99 dollars tax and fees everything goes up after that it's june 3rd and 4th bader field cannot wait it's going to be a lot of fun and then finally Trogues has released nugget nectar again of course this uh you know one one-off event that usually comes out in january they're reviving their popular first squeeze events to celebrate the release uh, you can enjoy fresh Nugget Nectar on draft, pick up limited glassware, take home illust- illustrated art prints from hand-picked artists. There will also be a handful of events that will also feature Nitro Nugget on tap and limited release draft pours of Double Nugget Nectar. Nugget Nectar available on draft in 12-ounce cans and bottles and in 16-ounce cans everywhere. Trogue's beer is sold, um, and we will let you know when Double Nugget Nectar will be released in 16-ounce cans later this month. When we come back after a short break, more news and notes. From around the beer world. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Can I play with madness? <laughs> Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer cast on AM 970, The Answer. we got a lot of news to get to. We're going to dive right into it in a second. And coming up in 10 minutes, a little Iron Maiden, can I play with madness? That's This segment is certainly going to be a little mad all over the place. But coming up in 10 minutes, Vic Sabalo of Vic's Basement Brew is going to join me from Paragon Tap and Table. We had our first Brewery Strong night of 2023. Brewery Strong and Battle River Brewing releasing a collab next week. That'll be our second event. It's a rye lager. We're going to talk about that, but we're also going to talk about the event that we were doing at Paragon Tap and Table where we were uh, all uh, all the New Jersey beers that were on tap, a dollar of every New Jersey beer purchased on Thursday night, going towards Brewery Strong to help educate folks uh, in the beer uh, industry and to give out scholarships to help people further their education in beer. But let's dive into this beer news because we've got a lot of it going on. So Rick's Near Beer, we had Josh Hare on a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he launched um, Rick's Hazy uh, about a week or so ago. It's the second in its lineup of non-alcoholic craft beers. The first one was a Pilsner. This one is a Hazy IPA. It's available to ship nationwide uh, for dry January or whenever you want to just have a beer but not have the alcohol in it You know, um, while you're enjoying it. Rick's Hazy, refreshingly hoppy and juicy, contains... Less than 0.5% ABV. They are supposed to be sending me some cans of it. I definitely want to try it. It sounds good. If it's as good as the first one, I'm sure this is going to be great. Full of citrus, tropical fruit flavor and aroma brewed with premium uh, malted barley, flaked wheat, loads of Pacific Northwest hops, and Rocky Mountain water. Again, uh, this is done by uh, certified Cicerone Josh Hare. He's the entrepreneur that was behind Texas-based beverage brands, hops and grain brewing, and pint and plow brewing. Rick's Near Beer launched last month. With an initial uh, low-strength offering of Rick's Original, um, uh, um, a Pilsner, you can order six packs of Rick's Hazy for 12 bucks. Rick's Original is $10 online at drinkricks.com. And again, um, it will be in Texas. Uh, early this year, but you can also get the beer shipped anywhere in the United States. A new brewery in the Hudson Valley has opened to rare reviews. Upper Depot opened to the public late last month in a, re- in a revamped 1800s train station at 708 State Street. Google reviews, I don't know how accurate Google reviews are, but take it with a grain of salt. Praising the brewery for its vibe and beer selection. It includes a, a-, uh, a Kolsch Ale an IPA, an amber ale, a stout, and a cider. See, this is what happens when I try to get ahead of myself here. Upper Depot doesn't currently serve food, but customers are allowed to bring in their own. The owners say the opening was delayed due to construction and various setbacks, so a place I might have to check out. Our good friends from Cape May Brewing, announced about a week ago that they have formally partnered with additional Pennsylvania distributors to increase their distribution footprint across Pennsylvania to include areas surrounding Scranton, Harrisburg, and Pittsburgh. As CEO Ryan Krill says in a quote, We're so thrilled to open these new markets because this is where our fans live. Our data revealed a lot of insights about where our fans were coming from when they traveled down to see us uh, down here in Cape May. We're excited to be able to offer our brews closer to home, they've partnered with Wilson McGinley uh, for Pittsburgh, Southwest and southwestern Pennsylvania distribution, including a number of counties, including Beaver, Butler, Armstrong, Indiana, Allegheny, Westmoreland, Greene, and Fayette counties, as well as Washington County. They've partnered with uh, LT Verastro in northeastern Pennsylvania, uh, in the following counties: Wayne, Pike, Monroe, Carbon, uh, Luzerne, and Lackawanna counties. So, talk think uh, Poconos um, in that area, you'll be able to get. Uh, Cape May beer there in south central pennsylvania they've inter- they've partnered with Ace for the following counties Mifflin uh, Perry Dauphin, a bunch of other counties uh, They will be distributing Cape may i p a coastal evacuation as well as crushing it. Uh, these new markets represent the most recent territory expansion for Cape May Brewing Company. their uh, beers were only available in the surrounding counties of Philadelphia, New Jersey, and in Delaware. For more information, of course, go to Cape May brew. Cape May Brewery, excuse me, dot com. Now, Coronado Brewing, uh, launching a couple of new beers in early 2023 here. New offerings include a Japanese lager, larger package, size of its acclaimed Salty Crew blonde Ale, and a se- seasonal series of hazy IPAs. The first up is the Nando Japanese lager. It is um, it brewed with jasmine rice and a touch of Hallotoo, uh middle fruit hops. Uh, it is, let's see, it's super dry, crisp, finishing balanced by a subtle Hop Essence of Yuza and Citrus. Sounds really good. It already hit the shelves back on January 6th. Um, and let's see. It'll be available for purchase outside the brewery within the first quarter of this year in 12-ounce six-packs of cans. Uh, the Salty Crew Blondale will be available in 19.2-ounce cans, so stovepipe cans, which is pretty cool. New larger format. We sold in convenience store chains and larger venues like stadiums, arenas, and concert halls. And then the Surf Break series, which is launching this month, it's a, uh, the brand's all-new Surf Break series. They're going to have seasonal rotation of small-batch hazy IPAs. So the first one is Rocky Point. That'll be available from January to April. Um, Cloud Break takes place from May through August. And then Fossil Beach from September To December, Chris Satori, the head brewer at Coronado, says the Surf Break series is all about creativity and innovation. It's our chance to push the envelope with new brewing methods, experimental hops, and unique recipes. They'll all be available in 16-ounce, four-pack cans wherever you get Coronado Brewing, as well as the Coronado Brewing's three San Diego locations. Funky Buddha down in Florida Says on February 4th, Bacon will be back. They're kicking off their annual release of their award-winning Maple Bacon Coffee Porter. Um, you can join them for a free all-day party at the brewery featuring a stack draft list, uh, live music, limited bottle releases, local vendors, and more. And on Sunday, uh, the 5th, uh, from 11.30 a.m. to 3 p.m., enjoy Bottomless Brunch uh, with a curated selection of of um, maple bacon quarter uh, coffee porter style. So I'm sorry, fr- that's Friday, February 4th. They're putting out the, um, the beer. The Sunday would be February 6th from 11.30 until 3. They're going to have in four packs, while supplies last, maple bacon coffee porter um, in 12-ounce bottle four packs. They'll have maple blueberry sour. They'll have morning wood and nug shredder as well. Those will all be released on Friday, February 4th, which is really cool. And then if you want to have um the brunch on uh the uh the sixth from eleven thirty to three PM. I don't know, they I think they have the dates wrong here. They say Friday, February fourth, but then it's Sunday, February fifth. There's another date in between. The first is Wednesday, so it'll be Friday, February third, Sunday, February fifth. Got it right there. Sorry. Um you can have the brunch and get bottomless pours of uh, select beverages, including the maple bacon uh, coffee porter for $20. So good good stuff going on there from our good friends at Funky Buddha. Uh, our good friends from Dogfish Head are going to be hosting the uh, Tudor Games Electric Football World Championships taking place Saturday, February 4th, and Sunday, February 5th at Dogfish Head's Tasting Room and Kitchen in Milton, Delaware. Um, this will be a, a tournament-style event. Kickoff happens at 8 a.m. sharp. You can get, you'll be able to, you know, drink all the 60 and 90 minute IPA that you want. For more information, there, just head over to dogfish.com. Our good friend uh, Shay Franz uh, sent over some information from her um, uh, PR company, Indie Creative. And by the way, kudos to Shay. Shay and I have known each other for a couple of years now. Years now, we've never met in person. She does a tremendous job. Um, with getting information out about the Colorado brewing community uh, and all kinds of good things. And I just have to say thank you. She's had a a very busy year, and uh, I'm hoping for good things in 2023, including I'm hoping to head out to Colorado and a chance to uh, meet up with Shay for the first time and uh, hit a couple of Colorado breweries. Speaking of which, Weldworks will now be available through Artisan Beverage Group. Uh, They will be be available uh, starting this week in North Carolina, which is really cool. So co-founder, uh, co-owner founder co and co-founder, Neil Fisher, uh, is originally from uh, North Carolina, but he makes Colorado home. So he's excited. It's been 15 years since he's lived there and uh, excited to bring Weldworks beers uh, to North Carolina, which is really cool. So uh, beginning this month, Juicy Bits, Evil Haze Factory, and Bam Bam Rubble Rubble will be available, as well as other rotating beers from Weldworks Innovative Beer Portfolio and Artisan Beverage Group, does a great job of uh, distributing beer. So kudos to them and kudos to Weldworks for being now available in North Carolina. And our friends from OMF and head brewer and co-owner Jan Trudowski, who I love, uh, on the program uh, when he's available, they're kicking off this year with the launch of new ro- of a new rotating IPA series and the return of Thanatoid, the brewery's revered bourbon barrel aged stout that last made its appearance at OMF two years ago, three years ago in twenty twenty. So available um, already now uh, as of yesterday. Thanatoid uh, rested on Law's Whiskey four-grain barrels for 14 months, then was aged on a pound per barrel of Madagascar vanilla beans. The result, a slow sipper, notes of vanilla, marshmallow, nugget, toffee, dark chocolate, and whiskey-soaked oak. It clocks in at 15.3% ABV. Uh, also, to celebrate the release, they'll be, they'll, um, OMF is releasing Thanatoid Glow-in-the-Dark Tumblers that will be available for purchase. South lovers can get the beer and glass for 20 bucks. Uh, that is already out now. It's available on draft and in 12-ounce cans. Uh, Spillover IPA is a beer that one can enjoy throughout the day. It's a 5.1% ABV, easy-drink and IPA hopped with Citra, Mosaic, and Strata. That'll be available also this weekend. Uh, the beer is available in draft and in 4-pack, four, four pack, 16-ounce cans. Now, coming up on Saturday, January 28th, Slow Tail. It's a collaboration with Trophy Brewing out of Raleigh, North Carolina, a barrel-fermented Cezanne brewed with Colorado Malt and Hops, it's available on draft and in 500-milliliter bottles. And Wave Motion Terra verte, it's the first iteration coming out of the experimental IPA lineup. A juicy and hazy IPA hopped with Eldorado and Citra Hops, as well as NZ214 Hops, which provide aromas and flavors of apricot, papaya, and stone fruits. It'll be available on draft as well as four packs of 16-ounce cans. Now, when we come back after a short break, Vic Sabalo of Vic's Basement Brew joins me from Paragon Tap and Table in Clark, New Jersey. This is the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Welcome back to the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. We're coming to you from Paragon Tap and Table, where Thursday night we held our first event in North Jersey uh, for Brewery Strong, uh, which is an organization that is near and dear to my heart. And my next guest uh is going to talk a little bit we're bo- actually both going to talk about brewery strong but we're also going to be talking about the first collaboration beer that brewery strong is putting out with a brewery down in south jersey but joining me right now uh sitting at one of our tables here at paragon tap and table enjoying a delicious porter and we'll get to that in a second is vic Sabalo from vic's basement brew vic how are you
1: hey i'm doing great al first time long time i always wanted to say that uh,
0: see i like that that works that works now um we are doing this event tonight for Brewery Strong and New Jersey Craft Beer Club, where we're raising awareness for both Brewery Strong and NJCB, and a dollar of every pint that is purchased tonight here at uh, the bar and every one of the Taps' is New Jersey beers, a dollar of that is going directly to Brewery Strong to help further your education of beer, and as I've been telling people, it's not, um, it's not about educating about how, you know, how to drink a beer, it's about how to make beers and how to con- further your education in that, so... Vic, you're on the side as a home brewer with your, uh, you know, uh, many home brews that you do. On the education side, what, what can people do with an education in beer? And how can they, um, let's say, how can they further their education if they wanted to, if they didn't get a scholarship through Brewery Strong?
1: Well, you know, there's um, going online, learning from, you know, your local brewers. Anytime you go to any of the craft breweries, they will tell you as much as you want to hear about brewing beer, and even more so. Plus, what you got is you got your local home brew clubs. Like, I'm the president of Ocean County Home Brewers, which is in Ocean County. And honestly, since I've joined that group six, seven years ago, and I was brewing before that, I've learned so much more about the whole process. So education, it's a variety of things that you're thinking of, you know, uh, you're learning how to make recipes from the malts that you're using. Uh, you're learning what yeasts do what. And you're learning about the hops and how you can mix them and get different flavors, aromas, etc. What's funny is a lot of people will, will drink a beer, it'll be a stout, and they'll say, Oh, there's coffee in this. She said, there's no coffee in that. There's no coffee? No, there's coffee more, but there's no coffee in that. So we've got a lot of great partners around here that help with that. And like I said, with Brewery Strong, um, you know, you and I just recently joined the board just uh, right. not too long ago. And the original purpose of it when, uh, you know, Rob Callahan came up with idea and and our buddy John Cashu, you know, help with that. And Alexis Deegan the origi- and uh, Crystal Lockman, the original idea of that was to help those during COVID who were laid off or their places closed. And so the pivot has been, okay, now that hopefully we're through with that part of it and we don't see that, how can we, you know, what else can we use this organization for? And what we're using for is for the education of people. So we're going to have some scholarships uh, available out there uh, for it, which is what events like this are... Or four. And by the way, this is a fantastic place.
0: Oh, yeah. Paragon does a great job of curating a lot of the craft beers that are here in New Jersey and around the country. They always do a great job. The food is spot on. And uh, it's a great little spot, and really, I mean, literally right off the Garden State Parkway. So even if you're, you know, located anywhere in New Jersey, you can get to it very easily. We're talking with Vic Sabalo from Vic's Basement Brew here on our uh, Brewery Strong NJCB event, live from Paragon Tap and Table on the Alcatulo Craft Beer on AM 970, The Answer. Boy, that's a mouthful. Now, we have a, a, a Brewery Strong and uh, Battle River Brewing has a collaboration that is coming out uh, next week on Saturday, January 21st. Um, why don't you tell the folks, Vic, because you were a part of making that beer, uh, what the beer is and what time the event is at Battle River Brewing.
1: Absolutely. It's actually a rye lager. If you talk to the head brewer there, my buddy Ian Barlett, he'll tell you it's actually a honey rye lager because uh, we were there that day for it and it has a lot of rye and deliciousness. And what Ian did is he added some honey to it to offset some of the like spiciness or the sourness from the rice. So it's a delicious, beautiful beer, nice golden color, very light and fluffy. And, you know, when we we originally started talking about this, uh, probably back around AC Beer Fest last June or so, we started talking about this, and, and Ian and I had several conversations about it, and we went through different types of beer, and then... You know, we were originally talking about a fruited beer, but then it got a little too late in the summer to do it because most of the time the fruited beers, although they're great all year, normally that's a popular summertime. So we wanted to do something different, unique, but something that is still drinkable the whole time. So Ian came up with the idea of the rye lager, uh, and in talking with Ray Carney, Gary Morrison, uh, the uh, the owners of of Battle River, what We came up, and I said, can we call the beer Brewery Strong? And it was sold, signed, sealed, delivered. So you come down there to see us on the 21st, uh, 5 o'clock the event starts. Probably go like 5 until they're closing. They're going to have some live music there. Uh, We'll have cans available of Brewery Strong. They'll be serving cans from the behind the bar. Uh, you can, uh, you know, buy four packs, cases, etc. And a portion of all the sales are going to go towards Brewery Strong.
0: And Battle River Brewing is located in Toms River, New Jersey, correct?
1: Battle River Brewing is in downtown Toms River. And great thing about Battle River is I saw it from its infancy because my office was right across the street, literally 30 feet away from it. So I saw it from where it was a restaurant and the restaurant closed up and they had to do all kinds of renovations because it's like a 150, 200-year-old building. So it's a it's a fantastic job that they've done in that. And what they've done is really helped revitalize that downtown of Tom's River. If there's any example of how the craft breweries can do that and revitalize a town, that downtown Tom's River, that's a great example. They bring people in there uh, And during the summertime, they close, like on Friday nights, they close the main area, Washington Street, right there. And it's basically a party. The restaurants have tables out there. You know, uh, you got the brewery there. You also got a distillery right down the block, too. So uh, it really revitalizes a great example of revitalization and really a beautiful, beautiful uh, brewery itself.
0: We're talking with Vic Sabalo. See, if Governor Murphy is listening right now, that's how it should work. Restaurants, breweries, hand-in-hand, working together. I know that there are members of the legislature that are trying to work on bills... Uh, to forward, you know, the uh, the progress of what has been going on because breweries have been stifled all over the state as we're talking with Vic Sabalo here at Paragon and Table from Vic's Basement Brew on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The Answer, Battle River Brewing next Saturday, January 21st, 5 p.m. The Rye Lager Brewery Strong is released. A portion of the proceeds go to Brewery Strong. But you see how it works. You get You get everybody in the town together, and you kind of work hand in hand. So hopefully... The governor, which, by the way, and I mentioned, uh, I've mentioned it before here, but the governor has the ability to end a lot of these rules that are stifling the breweries by simple stroke of executive order. The ABC answers to the governor. They don't answer to the legislature. My proposal, and I want to get your opinion on this, Vic. In the State of the State address earlier this week, the governor says he wants to change the liquor license laws. That's a great idea in theory. I don't know if it can be accomplished this year, next year, or even down the road. There's going to be a lot of fights about it. But why not put a six-month moratorium on the existing rules that are going on right now because the legislature has three bills on the table ready to go to either be you know, passed and signed or whatever, to be discussed or whatever, whatever the case may be. And if in six months nothing can be resolved, then the rules come, ba- you know, come back into effect. And maybe this motivates the legislature to get their you-know-what together so that we can pass these things and move on. What do you think?
1: Uh, that sounds like a great idea. You know, I saw a post from the Brewers Guild Uh, It was yesterday or today, and they said, you know, while the plans that he's talking about and the proposals are great in the long run, they don't address what we can do immediately. And that's something that can be done immediately, is addressing that so that it loosens some of these restrictions and regulations. You know, I'm going to give you an example. I don't know if—I don't want to mention the brewery name because I don't know if if they want it, but they used to have a um, a local musician used to come by on Wednesdays and— what part of what he was doing is not only performing for money, performing for himself. And Chuck DeBruin is the musician's name, Al CDB, um, and he was at Manafurkin Brewery. But they would have the, the, you know, they would have the events. Oh, I mentioned the name, um, but they would have on every Wednesday. He wouldn't only go and play with himself. Young kids who wanted to learn how to perform, how to, um, you know, how to sing and play in front of people he would host them there and show them how to do it and give them lessons so it wasn't only for him he was educating the young kids who wanted to be musicians in the future, they had to stop that they had
0: to stop that it's, it's, it's not a good thing, and I think this is a teachable moment for the legislature. If they want to continue to get tax revenue from these businesses, it would be smart to do things that would help the breweries. I'm almost running out of time here, Vic, so, real quick, I got a quick question for you about home brewing. If there's somebody out there right now who's just starting out in home brewing, and you've been home brewing for a long time, What's the biggest piece of advice that you could give somebody who's just about to start out, maybe a kit they got for Christmas, their birthday or whatever, what's the biggest piece of advice you could give them when they're starting out home brewing?
1: I would say do research, write everything down. I have a journal uh, it's this thick, about an inch thick, of all the brews I've ever made, including the mistake brews. And so you learn from your mistakes, you learn from that, but read, get as much information as you can. And write everything down. Keep notes. That's
0: the, that's the important thing, keeping notes. I would say. All yep. right. Vic, thanks so much for joining me tonight here oh, at Paragon Tap and Table. We've got a. a Man- Manahawken is coming up in uh, August again, is that right?
1: Uh, Manahawken. Uh, Manah- 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 Manahawken. Manah- yes, Al, you do a great job helping me judge down there. Most appreciated. So, yeah, Manahawken, that's going to be in August of this coming year down in Manahawken. Take a drive down to Southern Ocean County. Come down and see us. All right. Sounds
0: good. Vic, thanks so much for joining me on the program this evening. We're here at Paragon Tap and Table for an event for Brewery Strong where we're raising money uh, to help out Brewery Strong. Cheers, my friend. This is a, a great porter from Coastal Brew Works that we're uh, sipping on right now. Again, the, um, the collab from Brewery Strong and Battle River Brewing uh, takes place next Saturday, January 21st, 5 o'clock. It's a rye lager. Get down there and a portion of the proceeds. Go right to Brewery Strong. When we come back after a short break, it's going to be time for Suds and Duds on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast. Coming to you live from Paragon Tap and Table in beautiful Clark, New Jersey on AM 970, The Answer. Possums on this final segment of the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer from New Miserable Experience, their debut album. Allison wrote, it, it's interesting. I was having a discussion uh, with a friend of mine who was in from California last week uh, or a week, yeah, about a little over a week ago. Um, and it, the the band that was playing at the bar we were at. Was doing all sorts of 90s music and they were all over the place. Like, just really weird. Like, Candlebox to Audio Slave. It was a very eclectic mix of 90s music. Uh, Pearl Jam. And then they played the Gin Blossoms. And I said, The Gin Blossoms are an alternative band. And he said, No, they're a rock band. And I said, well, I don't know about that because they came out during the grunge era. And we were having this discussion about whether or not they qualified as a grunge band. And I said, Well, pl- this band is playing all sort of grunge music, even, I mean, I wouldn't say Audio Slave is exactly grunge, because it was way after the grunge craze, but, like, still in that alternative sort of mix. But, yeah, I guess if you wanted, I don't know. That's an interesting question. Email me, albertg at com or hit me up on Twitter, at Al Gatulo and let me know. Let me know what you think, if uh, the Jim Blossoms are an alternative band or a rock and roll band. Then we'll leave it at that. Um, Hope you enjoyed that interview with Vic Sabalo from Vic's Basement Brew, from Paragon Tap and Table. Listen, Brewery Strong, great organization. I am so happy to be working with these guys. We're a nonprofit uh, based out of New Jersey, and we're hoping to raise money uh, to continue to bring awareness and education uh, to folks who want to continue in the brewing industry. They want to become a, a head brewer at a brewery. They want to further their education in beer, and we want to be able to help them out with that. Originally, the organization was helping people out during the pandemic, bartenders um, you know, waiters and waitresses, people who worked at breweries, you know, serving beer to people uh, that were out of a job during the pandemic. Uh, now we're uh, hoping to expand that scope to uh, continue to further uh, their education uh, in beer, which I think is an awesome thing. Let us dive into suds and duds. So these suds and duds are from sort of like New Year's Eve ish to New Year's Day, um, because I've had a backlog of stuff. We've had a couple of best ofs. Next week is sort of going to be a hybrid show. Um, it originally was going to be a best of of, you know, four different interviews, but now it looks like it's going to be a mix of uh, one new news segment, a suds and duds, and in the middle, in between those things, I think we're going to air uh, two best ofs of um, people from the, uh, you know, dry January is a big deal for people. So I think we're going to rerun the interview from Athletic Brewing uh, from Bill Schufelt, and we're also going to rerun um, Rick's near beer, uh, Josh Hare. Uh, as well to sort of uh, keep you in that uh, movement of moving forward uh, in your dry January. But let's get to the beers that I did have on New Year's Eve. Source Alight by Source Brewing had this on tap. This is always a fantastic beer, clean, crisp, delicious. It's one of my go-tos if I see it in a bar somewhere. It is just a a perfect beer, and when you can get it on tap, it is certainly something uh, that you want to take advantage of. So great stuff. I was actually down at Source. Right off of Route 34 in beautiful Colts Neck, New Jersey, meeting up with the guys from Coastal Brew Works. They were giving me um, a couple of cans of their porter uh, that they had uh, produced a couple of weeks ago, and I'm dying to try it, and I actually review it here. It is a fantastic beer. I'll just let you let you in on a little secret. Coltsbach. Uh, now, this came out in can, but I decided not to get it because I've had it before, but obviously when I'm there at the brewery, I definitely want to have it because, again, there's something about... Um, this beer is creamy, it's malty, it's smooth, it's just a great beer, but it's one of those things where I find that sometimes the beer poured directly off of the tap is better than it is in a can. And it's a, I can't really describe it. Now, look, canning has come a long way over 40, 50, 60, 70 years. Um, you can still get great beer in um, an aluminum can. There are some people that eschew chew it and say, no way, you know, like, you got to have it on tap but or, or in bottle. Um, but Coltspock is one of those beers, if I could have it either in the can or on tap, I want it on tap, 100%, because it's such a great beer. It's so good um, and just well done. And then another beer that I had um, that I didn't buy in cans, but I knew I was going to have a sample of it here because it's it's really banging, Visual Cortex. This is version number 12. Understated for a ten percent beer, folks. It's slamming, but you got to be careful. If you're going to knock back one of these sixteen ounce cans, and basically it was their New Year's uh, beer uh, that they put out. But if you're gonna if you're gonna knock back one or two cans of this, give the keys to somebody else and let them drive, please. Or just tell me that you're having it at home and then you're going upstairs and going to sleep because it is definitely a really, really strong beer. But it is delicious if you like triple IPAs. Um, that's a good beer because it's again, like I said, it's very understated. You're drinking it and not realizing it, and then all of a sudden, that alcohol hits you in the nose. Yeah, it's not good. Um, Nautical Twilight. This is uh, Coastal Brewworks Works uh, Porter. So all five of their core beers have now been released. Without question, this is one of the best coffee porters I've ever tasted. The coffee and the chocolate blend perfectly. There's some great roast to it. A little bit of vanilla flavor. It is a delicious beer. I would highly recommend it. Um, I believe it was on tap at Paragon Tap and Table uh, for the uh, uh, Brewery Strong, uh, and it'll be there for a little bit. D- run down there and get it. If you can't get it in cans, go run down there and get it on tap at Paragon Tap and Table. You will not be disappointed. And I am so excited uh, that hopefully within the next uh, few months, Coastal will have construction going on their building, and hopefully before the end of the year, they will have Coastal Brew Works up and running, which is really, really cool. Another can that I got from uh Source Brewing U-Bahn. Uh sort of like the Autobahn, you know. Uh, this is a great Kolsch. A hint of sweetness on the palate. Uh, really digging it a lot. A delicious beer. I love the um the lighter beers that Source puts out. They are just they're absolutely tasty and delicious. Um, and I'm never disappointed by what uh, what Source puts out. It's it's really Really good stuff. So um, Paragon Tap and Table, every um, January 1st, they do a stout day. So it's kind of you're coming off the hangover, and now let's have some big boozy stouts that are over 11%. <laughs> but anyway, it's a couple friends and I, we get together. We have brunch. Um, we have some really greasy food, and then we enjoy uh, these really big potent stouts. So first off was Santa Claus by Fat Orange Cap Root Company. Wonderful burst of cinnamon on this one. And I had tasters on all of these. It wasn't full pours. Wonderful burst of cinnamon on this, super smooth, delicious, really good beer. Um, was probably the second favorite of the bunch of beers that I had. Uh, Fudgeman Day number three, the return of the Nutter Ship by Magnify Brewing, super thick and chocolate forward. Uh, getting a little bit of peanut butter out of it. I thought it was a little too, um, little too sweet for me. A little too much of the the, the chocolate. Like I, I, I if they would have pulled it back just a little bit. But again, I, I get it. It's You're overloading the beer. I just felt like it was a little bit too much for me and pulled back, and I'm glad I only got a taster out of it. Now, Paragon had a keg sitting in their basement of Canadian Breakfast Stout, CBS, the 2019 version from Founders. It's the last time they put the beer out. An amazing beer three years later. It is still fantastic. The maple syrup, the coffee, a little bit hint of chocolate in there. Unbelievable. Wonderful beer. Uh, I've heard through the grapevine they may be putting this back out again. If they do, it's fantastic. I like CBS better than KBS, better than all the other variants that they do. To me, CBS is uh, the best one uh, that they put together. Uh, then what else did I have? The Bourbon County Brand Stout, uh, 2018 version, 14.7%. Uh, big and boozy, very boozy. That's why I'm glad I had a taster of that. Uh, Baby Kittens? Oh, that's a, that was a, an IPA. Um, a really, really nice, uh, done by Fat Orange Cat. They make some great beers. And a new beer that I haven't had, Iridita beer, uh their diligence double IPA. Really nice IPA, good hop on that. Uh I was very impressed at the hoppiness of that beer. I've never had I- iridita uh beer and uh, very impressed by that. Peppermint morning mocha by came. The peppermint is fantastic on this. It is not overdone. Peppermint beers always scare me because I'm always not sure. Um, or I think that the peppermint is gonna just be, you know, too overwhelming and it's gonna taste too minty. Sort of that, like, I'm not a big fan of um, uh, mint chocolate chip ice cream. It's not my favorite. Uh, I I would avoid it. For me, I would avoid it. Even though I like peppermint patties, I like things with peppermint. Um, But that was a really well-done beer by Kane. But the best one that Kane has done, and probably the best stout that I had of all the stouts that they had on tap, at Paragon Tap and Table, Holy Nights by Kane. Smooth, coffee, banging. This was a fantastic beer. I'm, I'm... Surprised I didn't get this in a bottle. Uh, if I ever see this in a bottle, I would buy it in a heartbeat. Uh, this was just a fantastic beer. Uh, yes, it's strong, but I think it was like somewhere around in the 9% range. And it's in, you know, those 375 milliliter bottles, unless you get it on tap somewhere, obviously. But it's just something that um, was fantastic, delicious, and I would drink over and over again. And then finally, I capped it off with a Super Session by Lawson's Finest Liquids. Fantastic for a low ABV beer. Crisp, tasty. Really, really good. Lawson's always does a great job. They never disappoint. But again, the Holy Nights by Kane. If you see it somewhere in the state of New Jersey uh, and it's on tap, I would certainly encourage you to drink it. It is delicious. We are out of time for the show. My thanks to Vic Sabalo from Vic's Basement Brew. Uh, the interview that we did at Paragon Tap and Table. Great job. Brewery Strong is a great organization. Go out to Battle River Brewing next week, uh, next Saturday. Get over there. Get the rye lager. It is uh, going to be fantastic. It's going to be a great time there. I will unfortunately not be there. I'll be on vacation. Next week's show is going to be a best of. My thanks to everybody involved in the program, including the great Buddy Watson. I will be back on the Joe Piscopo Show on Monday at 6 a.m. This has been the Al Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Cheers, everybody